Hey there, community, and welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and thanks for being here. Now, being here and connecting at God's face can happen in a lot of ways. You can come to a small group in person or online. You can help out with a service project, and we happen to have one coming up on October 9th. Details on our website. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go to our website, godspacecommunity.com, and sign up for our newsletter. We're also present on Spotify with this podcast and also a bunch of playlists for your listening enjoyment. And we're on Apple Podcasts too. So come and connect and be welcome. So let's get started with our scripture reflection. The gospel for this Sunday has some strong words from Jesus. They're provocative and a little gross, really. It's hard for me to know how to respond, but I do want to understand what God is saying. So let's work through this. Here's our reading from the Gospel of Mark, which you can find in the lectionary for Mass on the USCCB website. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. At that time, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put about his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. The word of the Lord. I still remember my first encounter with this passage. It didn't happen in a church, but in front of the TV while I was a kid watching Little House on the Prairie, as I was wont to do. And in this episode, Ma suffers from a cut in her leg that turns into a putrid, festering wound. In her delirium, she reads this line from the Bible, and if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. 
she takes a knife, presumably to cut off her leg, but only makes a small incision before she faints dead away. In true happy ending fashion, the cut she makes is just enough to cleanse and heal the wound and Ma survives leg intact. And I don't know if I'm remembering the scene accurately or if this is even any way to heal a wound, but my memory of that scene and its accompanying scripture passage is vivid. I remember wondering with horror why anyone would try to do that and if that's what God asks of us when we sin. As an adult, I can say with some certainty that God would not call me to inflict violence upon my own leg or any other body part. However, I wonder if my horrified reaction is exactly the kind Jesus is trying to elicit. He doesn't literally want people to cut off their hands or pluck out their eyes, but he does want people to respond to what he says. He implies that our limbs and eyes act of their own accord and that our intentions, actions, thoughts, words, deeds are not at play when we sin. And of course, we know differently. And so maybe it's those things, thoughts, intentions, etc., that he's really calling us to cut off. So this gives me pause to consider what Jesus is inviting me to remove from my life that causes me to sin. One of the things I've been working on lately is to try to be more intentionally responsive and less emotionally reactive. Sometimes I snap and react before a more rational response can emerge. And I don't mean to. And it's not my mouth that's causing me to say a hurtful thing. But whatever's happening inside me, and the challenge is to work on the thing in me that makes me react. I've come to see that a lot of my knee-jerk response comes from anxiety. Knowing that is helpful. It helps me know that I need to work on that, and then my mouth will say kinder things, or sometimes better yet, nothing at all. Besides internal reactions, there might be some actions that are causing harm or at least not creating good. Sometimes when I feel like I'm just done with the day, my response is to lose myself in a Netflix show rather than taking a pause to reflect. So I don't think Jesus is telling me to gouge out my eyes instead of looking at the screen. But maybe there is an invitation to turn to prayer rather than mindless entertainment. And I don't think it's just me. I think lots of us have behaviors or even addictions or compulsions that keep us from living freely and fully as ourselves. Do you feel like you have something like that? Something that you need to cut out of your life to be more present, to grow? maybe to be a little more free. As I think about this, it seems like once I work to cut out some of the things that just aren't serving me, 
it might be helpful to replace them with something that is helpful. So before I escape into Netflix, I could take a little time for journaling or even an examine prayer. There are many other prayer practices that our faith tradition offers. Some are more helpful for some people than others are. And some practices are helpful at one point in life, but as we change, our prayer needs to change with us. It's helpful to pay attention to what works and what doesn't. Besides the more traditional spiritual practices, there are also a million self-help slash spiritual books and podcasts out there, as well as meditation apps and self-care articles. And I find that some of these are helpful and some are not so helpful. Some challenge me to grow and move me toward God and some are just gimmicky sales pitches that only scratch the surface. So I try to practice good discernment as I navigate these, keeping what's helpful and discarding the rest. I'm not advocating that we replace grounded spiritual practices with self-help apps, of course. But I also hear Jesus's advice in the gospel, for whoever is not against us is for us. Just because something isn't blatantly religious doesn't mean it can't be beneficial. We just have to be discerning. Is this of God or not? In the part of the world where I live, we're moving out of the heat of summer and into the chill and change of autumn. While I pumpkin spiced my house with fall decor this week, I also took the opportunity to reflect on my life, how it's going and what needs to change. Times of transition often call me to this kind of reflection, a gentler approach than a slash and burn eradication thank God. And as I sift through all of this, I invite you to consider with me. What are the helpful practices that move us toward God? What brings freedom, growth, and life? moves us away from God. What do we need to cut out of our lives in order to move toward God? Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. Have a great week. And I hope that you take some time to connect with God's face and the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky as well. And if you're entering into autumn like I am, 
Remember that pumpkin spicing your life is good stuff. <laughs> Take care.